the college experience week 10 DFS picks on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. My bookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Sean Stacking the Money Green. Pre order Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. That's right, only $3.99. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. Experience week 10 DFS style. My name is Colby Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And we're picking DFS players. And we're joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road uh, living. Uh, Herndon Optimist, former MVP. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Herndon Optimist basketball MVP. What? I, it's got. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing over here. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, brother? You ready to talk some college DFS? Uh, yeah, I mean, but you like how I threw in the Herndon Optimist uh, you know, MVP basketball. You were what a four? I would say you were a four. I think you had a five there, but you kind of played uh, the four, right? I, I was a solid stretch four. I was the uh, Euro version, you know, <laughs> like to step beyond the arc, hit, hit some deep balls. Uh, I see you were working on the nickname there. It's, it's coming along. It's an improvement over previous podcasts. Still a little work to do. You might be about 80% there. So keep on uh, fine tuning that. I feel like your game was like Tom Chambers without the, uh, the lift, the lift off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't jump, <laughs> but I did peak. Yeah, I peaked about 18 when I won that MVP trophy. So, uh, you know, all downhill from there. Tom Chambers, just that, that ridiculous dunk on Mark Jackson. One of the greatest moments in NBA basketball, even though it was WWF. Have you listened to the whistleblower podcast yet? Yes, I'm i I'm a few episodes in. And uh, yeah, thanks for the tip. It's been very good so far. And I know you've said it only gets better. So I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, keep on listening to that. Yeah. Everyone's it's got- nothing. We don't know. We all assume this. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I well, for years I was looked upon, like, I, I feel like, uh, like one of the guys that's uh, t- you know a conspiracy theorist about aliens or something or the the the, the what's the nine uh, eleven you twist your twenty dollar bill up you'll see a a, a a building on fire you know some shit like that uh, every time I was at like a party they'd be like this fucking idiot or they'd bring up basketball I'm like nah I can't I can't get on board and then I'm the maniac but no where I was right hey, this podcast hey, is proving it. it- it's not your fault that people don't want to open up their eyes. The NBA has been fixed for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Brother. All right. Well, we're talking college football DFS, uh, Saturday and Sunday, the money days, we're still going to give you our Friday night lineup and we welcome every listener, every guest, every part of DJs only, uh, to join us. Uh, you can play against us. NC Nick will provide a link and I'll retweet it on my Twitter at the Colby D also NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And we'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to really, uh, you know, play either play with us or if you just want to pick your lineup and play against some schmuck, uh, you know, or play against the house, you you can do that. And uh, yeah, this, we've had some good success with this thing and I'm looking forward to making some more lunch money. Taking taking Alan Cooley's lunch money this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, so you want to? Uh, by the way, NC Nick does write a nice article uh, every week on college football DFS. It's out there at sportsgamblingpodcast.com right now. Make sure you check that out. Uh, oh, cutting edge stuff. How many how many podcasts are really covering college football DFS? Not enough. But that's why you go to us because we give you the answers. There's a lot of money to be made in DFS. You saw it with Sean stacking the money green, winning $200,000 uh, in the NFL. So I think college even has more opportunity for money because everyone's playing the NFL college, less people, but still enough people that the prize pools a lot. I think a lot of people don't know the college game as well. So that's why you should check it out. Tune in. But uh, that's right. Yeah. We got you covered, man. Pay attention. We won't steer you wrong. Hey, before we uh, jump into uh, our lineups here, how about shout outs for last week's winners? Our man, Jamie, was on a freaking heater. Dude, he's a star. Jamie stunt. won third. Jamie, Ho- Jamie Hove? Yeah, yeah, man. He's a fucking stud. I've been really impressed with his knowledge. She'd have that fucker call in one of these days because he's great. Um, I said he. He's going to take our job here because he won. He won the Thursday and Friday contest and the Saturday afternoon. Well, even the times he's lost, I've been impressed with so, his performances. Right. Right. He's always up there towards the top. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night. YC punks. What is that? Any idea what, who what, that, what does that stand for? Fine American might be. I like the I like the name punk in there. That punk doesn't be, it's not used enough anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like in the eighties yeah. we were at the punk high cause punk music maybe was just coming on the scene, but like the word punk was really thrown around often in the late eighties. If you say, if you say to somebody like, what are you doing punk or who's this punk? I mean, that's, that's a classic, Yeah. you know, uh, I mean, you, you, you know, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Call me punk. Yeah. But, you know, that's a, it's a like, yeah. I, I, but, it's like being called needle dick. Needle dick needs to come back around. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What's worse being called needle dick or punk. <laughs> oh, I miss some of those I, old. I think punk is more insulting. I would just be confused if someone, if, if another dude said, what are you doing? Needle dick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like needle, like, dick, needle dick and butt pirate, you know, that they're, they're kind of classic. They should be in the hall of fame. They, they need to make a comeback. I feel like. 
Yeah, they. It sounds like they're straight from eighties movies, like cheesy eighties eighties movies. Remember that movie, just one of the guys, where like the chick is like, uh, she's going to like a new high school as like a dude, and at the end, at the end, uh, she reveals that she's a chick. She's like best friends with this guy, and she kind of has a crush on him, and uh, he like she rips open, she she's a he. And he's like, uh, he, he's trying, she's trying to explain to him that she's really a girl. And he's like, yeah, sure. Right. And he, and she just rips open her, she, a, she's not wearing a bra. She just rips open her, her shirt and her tits are out. And, and the guy goes, where do you get off having tits? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking uh, that's a, about? That's a classic. It's a classic for a couple of reasons. First, it had the obligatory, you know, uh, breast shot from the eighties where like any, like, you know, guy movie from the eighties, you had to have a couple scenes where you're seeing some <laughs> chicks titties. Also the bad guy from the karate kids was uh, also the, but you know, the bad guy from every eighties high school movie. Yeah. He's he, in that too. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, just one of the guys <laughs> hilarious. Oh man. Do yourself a favor. That's probably like $3 on iTunes. All right. Just go enjoy, enjoy. Um, okay, so Friday night. One more, one more, one more. The the Mac contest. I mean, you're you're the Mac maniac with your picks there, but you didn't win the Wednesday night contest. That was won by Red Jesus. Red. I don't know who Red Jesus is, but shout, Amen, brother. Shout out to Red Jesus uh, because he got the. Uh, who did he play that I was looking at that I thought was a ballsy play. There was somebody questionable that he played. So I stayed away. Uh, I, I forget, but, but they had a monstrous night. I remember that. I was like, Jesus. Um, but yes, nice, nice. Well, dude, well done. Well, dude, now we get Maxion and pack 12 back. We're finally at a full slate somewhat. I know there's like seven games canceled this Beautiful. week, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so let's start off Friday night with some DFS for, for the fans out there, man, I'm right now, I'm just getting my ass kicked in this, uh, this Wyoming quarterback is just giving up points left and right. And then Adazio actually learned and started the right quarterback for Colorado state. that did not anticipate that they're whooping Wyoming's ass right now. Um, anyway, let's a uh, Friday night. We got a, we got a full slot. We got actually, man, what a great week this is because you know, you got the matching games, six of them yesterday. You got two mountain West games tonight. And then tomorrow, I mean, you really have some, all three matchups I think are, are really good matchups. Um, yeah. Miami NC state, San Jose state, San Diego state, Boise, BYU. I mean, these are good matchups. These are you know interesting, uh, intriguing, exciting games here. I can't wait to tune in. Yeah, definitely, man. So, uh, so Friday night slate, you want to, uh, I'll start first. Cause you started first last time. All right. Go for it. I'm going to take you to uh Carson, California. Cause San Diego state playing their games at uh, in basically in just short of long beach because of uh, this, they're getting their stadium built this year. Um, next year, they're going to have their own stadium. They used to play at Qualcomm that's been destroyed. And uh, Sean Green always makes up brings up the point that uh, isn't it hilarious that San Diego State was able to get their stadium built, but the Chargers couldn't. Anyway, uh, well, what's that? San Diego State probably wasn't trying to get taxpayer dollars. <laughs> that uh, you make a fair point. Make a fair point. At the um, same time, at the same time, they are a public university, so I I don't know. Anywho, 
Who's your quarterback, man? Well, I, I'm going to take you to that game, and I'm going to go with Carson Baker at 6,800. Carson Baker so far, 30 of 51, 300 yards, 58.8% completion percentage, just three touchdowns. But um, look, I understand this is a Rocky long team that, that Brady Hoke took over. They were a, uh, a year ago. They were like a, I mean, not even a year ago, the past four or five years, they've been a physical run heavy team. Don't pass much. Don't even utilize really the skill positions. I feel like besides running back very much and uh, their defense and special teams have been amazing under Rocky log. Now well, they kept a Rocky long guy. So the defense and special teams are still really legit. Um, and they have, uh, you know, some, some still elite running backs with Greg bell and chance bell, but Carson Baker doing a solid job. I know that's only three. That's only 150 yards a game so far, but this guy had never started a game. He's getting more used to it. And if you watch that, that Utah state game, they went down the field a little bit. I, I think they're going to have some opportunities to, uh, to, to get some points here. So I'm going to go with Carson Baker. He's a low, kind of a low value guy. 6,800. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a little worried about, about volume passing volume because you know, she State's not an aired out team, but I think he's a safe play. I think he has a pretty high floor. Pretty low ceiling too, but um, but okay. I I did not go with. I think they're they're becoming more and more like with each week. I watched you know the UNLV game, and then I watched the Utah State game, and I'm like, okay, you know they were protecting in week one. He kind of started to open it up last week. I I expect them. Now I will say I do think San Jose State criminally underrated. I think that line is off. I think you know San Jose State's much better than people realize, but I think Baker. Yeah, especially when you have a run game that that good. I mean, they have four good running backs. They have they played two games and they have four rush four backs that have rushed for over a hundred yards. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So hey, the play action will be available. You'll, is my you'll point. get you'll get right, right. Hey, you'll get no argument from me. Uh, but I did not have him. Uh, my quarterback is going to be whoever starts for Boise. So it's something to monitor here. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer is 6.1 K Jack Sears is 6 K. I'm hoping to get some Intel at some point Friday as who the starter will be. Bachmeyer was hurt uh, last week, I think. So uh, if, you know, if I can get solid information, I'm going to go with that guy, whoever it is, Actually, they're only a hundred dollars apart. So I'll, I'll have some wiggle room there. I'll preface my thing by saying I would probably do that play once you know, definitively who the starter is. Cause that's the first thing I looked at, but then I'm like, well, I don't know who the fuck is starting. So then you can save value. I, I actually agree with, with what you're doing. I just need to know who it is. And the problem with, as we know with college is that sometimes you don't get that information. So yeah. you, if you, if you, if, if for some reason Boise doesn't, you know, make that announcement beforehand, then you can't roll the dice and get and, and risk getting zero points from your quarterback. So I'm hoping I get that info. If not, I'm going to have to uh, go in a different direction. But so for, yeah, for now I'm going to go with the Boise quarterback, either Bachmeyer or Sears while I'm at it. Let me, let me give you my two running backs. Do it. And actually the first one is that it's this exact same situation, the exact same team, Boise state, you got, uh, George Holani, who's 5.3 K and Andrew Van Buren, who's 5.1 K Holani was injured last week. Both are studs. He's currently questionable. Yeah. You know, I, if, 
Yeah, it, it, once again, same thing. I need intel. I need to know, you know, if Holani is going to play or not. If he is, I think getting him at 5.3K is a nice thing. Um, if he doesn't, Van Buren stepped in and ran for 70 and two touchdowns against uh, Air Force, you know, as the backup. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Once again, I hope to get good information. And come on. Andrew Van Buren, dude. It, it sounds like a, a founding father, like a you know, <laughs> uh, an early American president or something. You can't go wrong with Andrew Van Buren. As, as a guy, you know, I love Boise State. I, I love what they do to college football. Um, and a guy who's watched a good share of Boise State football in the past couple of years. Both of these guys are studs, in my opinion. Both are really good. They have a really deep backfield. Um, so even if you get burned on it, I still think they're going to get some touches. So you still, you still could right. be, you still could luck up for the, the guy who ends up getting the less, the lesser amount of, of carries. He still might get 10 for, for, for 60 and a touchdown. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I, and and if, if that's the case goes Dan Buren, cause you know, he's healthy, you know, he's going to play. Yeah. It's Holani who is, is currently questionable. My um, second running back is actually my most expensive running back at 8.2 K going to San Diego state. Greg Bell. Greg Bell is is probably the only Bell cow uh, on this uh, Friday night slate. You see what I did there? Yeah, I um, like that. And 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 by the yeah. way, we should shout out former Los Angeles Ram and Buffalo Bill running back Greg Bell from Notre Dame. Uh, forty-one. Greg Bell for 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 San Diego State. Forty-one rushes, two hundred sixty-eight yards, two scores. But here's my problem. Here's my angle with that. Chance Bell, their other running. I mean, they have four good running backs, by the way. But Chance Bell, 17 rushes, 138 yards, three touchdowns. He's the he leads the team in touchdowns. And then you also have, I mean, Kagan Williams, who has 17 for 112, doesn't have a score, but also Jordan Bird, he's got 113 yards rushing and, and a score as well. They have it, but I but I will say this: Greg Bell is the guy who gets the carries. 41 carries. So I like that angle, but do, does it scare you that chance bell seems to be their touchdown guy? Well, so part of that may be the, maybe mostly because San Diego state has beat you, you know, 34 to six and Utah state 38 to seven. I think this game is going to be a whole lot closer. So I think the lead back Greg bell will get most of the carries. Uh, I would imagine those backups have gotten more second half carries when the game was kind of put away. So I think uh, I expect a close game here against San Jose state. So I think Greg Bell is going to stay on the field, play most of the game, uh, play all the game and get most of the carries. You, you remember old school Greg Bell, right? I think you ought to pl- also play for the Raiders for a year or two. Remember him? The old do, running back? Yeah, he was a beast. I do. He was yeah. a beast. Um, yeah, he was solid. I actually dude. so far. I really like that lineup. I would say, uh, I like, I mean, I guess the only true gamble to me is the Boise running back situation, but I still think, I still think Halani's the guy that kind of gets the catches uh, Van Buren, more of an old school running back, but uh, man, this, oh man, this Wyoming quarterback, just every play is a, is a gamble. <laughs> every pass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got the game on here while we're doing this. And every pass is like, oh my God, you hold your breath. Anyway, focus, um, man, focus. Who's your running backs? My running backs, I'm going to take you to BYU here. I think uh, Tyler Algier, Algier, whatever the fuck his name is, 91 rushes, 587 yards. And uh, this kid is uh, kind of the heartbeat. Seven touchdowns on the ground. 
in the air. He gets some, some, some shots too. He's got uh, about a hundred yards receiving. So if, uh, I mean, I think Boise, I think Boise, I think it's a great game, but in a game where you're playing against uh Boise is easily the best team that BYU's played so far this year. I think, I think Boise would beat Houston by two, two scores. Um, and this is on the Smurf turf. So I think one of the ways BYU's got to win this game is kind of use the clock to their advantage, run the ball. I understand their offense is really prolific, but I think if people come in here, think of BYU is going to blow out Boise state on the Smurf turf. You're you're, you don't know history. You don't know. I can't remember the last time Boise was a home dog on the Smurf turf. I'll put it like that. But anyway, um, I think they're going to, you know, we actually, we've, we've been, we've been to a BYU at Boise game in person two years ago. And be, and that was a 14, 13 game. If memory serves me, correct. Yeah. Low scoring. And I think Boise ended up winning that. Yeah. The Boise did win. BYU's actually never won in Boise, believe it or not. Wow. They've never wow. won on the Smurf turf. So this is a big game for them. Um, but I, I think he's their, their main workhorse. I know they have Katoa who's got 53 rushes, but Algar has got 91 of those things. And they also, he's leads the team in touchdowns with seven. And he also, uh, he, he catches the ball a little bit. So I think he, he's your value play he's, here. Yeah. He's been, he's been pulling away from, from uh, Katoa. I think early, early in the year, they were pretty much a 50, 50 split. Now you're probably looking at, you know, 65, 35, 70, 30 in, in Algiers favor. So, uh, okay. Who's your second back? Uh, my second back, I'm going to take you to a, a little place. Cause uh, we're called Raleigh, North Carolina. I don't know how good look. I know the strength of NC state's team is their defensive line. Uh, I'm sorry. From a defensive standpoint, their strength is their defensive line. Um, but you look and Virginia tech had a great success with them uh, on the ground. And I think Cameron Harris, the the clear workhorse on the ground for Miami, 66 rushes, 346 yards, five touchdowns. And that's just on the ground. He also has 11 catches receiving and, and, and a, and a score. So uh, I know that they're running a version of the air raid where the running backs get catches as well. I think Cameron Harris is the play here. And despite NC state strength being the defensive line, I think Miami's too powerful for them. And I think that, uh, you know, when you see the success that the other guys have had running the ball against NC state, Harris is the option. And then also I love the fact you're in the air raid. So you're going to get some catches. My one concern there is that they, they use three backs. Uh, I think Harris is the best one. I'm actually surprised he doesn't get more carries. He's got 66. Cheney's got 38 and Knighton's got 38. Harris has almost double them. Yeah. But look, Look at the last couple of games. Harris's carries is actually going down a little bit. I don't know why. When when you watch him, he looks like the best one. I mean, well, I think he's he, a home run threat. I think he was banged up one of those games. One was of those, he? I think okay. he was banged I, up one of those games. I think it was questionable. Well, that would help explain yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but that's my play there. I like. I think he's pretty valuable. Fifty five hundred to get Harris at that. Um, I actually think there's a solid chance he outscores Algier. So. Algar 6,300. So Harris at 5,500, I think is a very good value play. I like it. So hit me with your wideouts then chief. You got it, buddy. All right. My first wideout, Gunner Romney, BYU. I have him now, as well. Yeah, I got him too. All right. So, you know, 
Yeah, last last few weeks, Dax Milne has really been killing it. The other receiver for for uh, BYU, you know. But if you look at the, the beginning of the year, uh, Romney was more expensive than Milne the first few weeks, and he was putting up similar, if not better, numbers. Romney had a hamstring issue. I think he missed a game or two. Uh, he was, yeah. He, when he played, uh, you could tell that the injury was bothering him. I think that's in the past. I think he's healthy, and right now he's three. He's three thousand dollars cheaper. Um, I, you know, I like Milne, but I think if you can get Romney for three K cheaper, I think that's the route to go down because I do want one of these BYU wide receivers. Yeah, uh, dude, I was surprised to see his value so low. Clearly, that's a result of him. Uh, you know, I think he's he's been in and out of the lineup the past couple of games. Even the the game he played in, I think he got knocked out in early. So I think it's a little deceiving and I think he's a great bargain play and he's their home run threat. Now Mills more their possession receiver, but um, you know, maybe those, exactly. roles, maybe those roles are getting more reversed. I'm not sure, but I do expect him to, to get his points no matter what. I mean, uh, even if this is a 14, 13 game, I still expect Romney to put up a, a just decent amount. He's kind of a sure bet in my opinion, if he plays the whole game. Right on, brother. All right, my second guy is actually my most expensive wide receiver, and I'm going to take you to the San Jose State Spartans and grab this uh, receiver named Bailey Gaither for six and a half K. So far this year, eight catches, 110 yards versus Air Force, ten catches, 208 yards, and a touchdown versus New Mexico. Yeah, um, yeah. I know San Diego State. I know the Aztecs have a good defense. Um, but to me, it seems like Gaither's going to get his. I think he has a lot of potential, and the price tag, you know, is not that high. So you know, those first two weeks, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to argue with that kind of production. So uh, he may not do quite that against this tough San Diego State defense, but I think he's still in store for a pretty good game here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I absolutely love what Brent Brennan. Brent, yeah, what's that? Well, what do you got? What you got on that? What's your what's your uh, critique of that? No, I like the what's play. What's your critique of that? I, I like the play. I think uh, you know Brent Brennan and, and San Jose State uh, cl- flying under the radar. They were flying under the radar last year. They probably should have been a bowl team last year. And uh, with Nick Starkle, the transfer coming over, you know this kid's played great. He's played great, and you can see why he was a big time recruit. Didn't work out for him at A and M and uh, Arkansas, but I can tell you this so far under Brent Brennan, I might take him over Kellen Mond who, who essentially was the guy who made him transfer, but um, uh, Gaither. Yeah. You can't argue with the, the stats. I will say I'm a little weary because we know the strength of this. Uh, uh, San Diego state leads the nation in interceptions over the past seven years. So it's going to be, a, a, I'm so intrigued to watch this. Well, game. Hey, if, if you throw some picks and you get down, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a great game, but if, if San Jose State throws some picks, a, that doesn't, you, know, you don't get negative points from your receiver and B, if they get down, that just means I might have to throw the ball more. So uh, it is a little bit of a, of a roll of the dice, but uh, yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, okay. Okay. My third receiver, I'm going to go to a game I haven't touched upon yet. And that is the Miami NC state game. Uh, the Miami passing attack is slowly cranking up here. They started off pretty sluggish, uh, but Miami's leading wide receiver, Mike Harley is at uh, 5.9 K he's coming off a huge game against UVA where he caught 10 balls 
for 170 yards. Uh, and he has a touchdown in two consecutive games. I think he makes that at least three. I want some pieces of this Miami offense going up against, uh, you know, uh, not that great of a defense uh, in Raleigh at, you know, for NC state. So uh, yeah, for 5.9 K, give me Mike Harley. Yeah. Uh, I can, I, I, I like that angle. I really do. And uh, um, I'm actually going to, st- I'll, I'll match you in this game. I'm going to take Brevin Jordan. He's been out for a few weeks and uh, I, I like the Harley play. I like Brevin. I mean, honestly, NC state's past defense has proven to be bad. I mean, wake forest had a good game against them. Um, I think there's opportunity here for both players to really go off, but, but Brevin Jordan undervalued for me, 4,700 for a guy that was playing real, uh, you know, uh, well, let me, let me dive into it. He's got, eight, he's the second leading reception. Or he, he missed games. And he's got the second most amount of yards on this team, 243 yards, three touchdowns still, still leads the team in touchdowns as, as a, uh, as a tight end, you know, and, and he missed, I think what, I think two or three games. Uh, let me, let me, let me go ahead and pull it up. Yeah. He hasn't played since they played Clemson. While you're pulling that up. Yeah. So while you're pulling that up, let me just tell you that I have Jordan in my flex. spot, So I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, dude, to have the, that, those, those type of numbers. Now I will say uh, in his absence to just in case will Mallory, the, the backup tight end has been a stud seven for one forty one and three scores. Uh, so perhaps maybe that could be a little bit of a room co- for concern is that maybe they play both tight. End. I don't know, but, but Brevin Jordan coming into the college football season was uh, one of the, the top tight ends in, in all of college football. Um, but I will say Mallory's definitely played. He filled his shoes pretty darn well, but I think at uh, 4,700, I like this play. And uh, from there I'll take you to, yeah, I told you Gunnar Romney is, is one of mine. And then I'm going to take you to look, I know they don't throw the ball much, but the top receiver for San Diego state is a guy named Kobe Smith. Kobe Smith is six catches for 64 yards and one score. But you got to remember they're getting more comfortable throwing the ball game in game out. And when you have a run heavy team, the play action is dangerous, very dangerous. And I think they'll have their chances. You know, I like San Jose state. I like Brent Brennan. I like them to cover that game actually, but I still think no matter what, when you run the ball as much as San San Diego state does, I think this isn't a triple option team where they're going to throw three passes. They're going to throw, they're going to throw a good, you know, 20 passes a game. So they're going to have their chances to go downfield. And, and I think the defense keying in, the, the, I think if you're San Jose state, the key is to stop the run game. Well, guess what? If you put that much emphasis on the run game, the pass game will be open. And I think he's a playmaker. So give me Kobe Smith at uh, 6,900 for the Aztecs as my play here. And you already mentioned your flex. So, uh, what did you, uh, so? Okay, yeah, you mentioned your flex. You've covered everybody now, right? Yeah, is that a yes? Uh, I yeah, yeah. So I have my super, I have my super flex to go, but uh, yeah, I've so, covered all my receivers and my flex. So, so and so, I so yeah, your flex. You, okay. You're up. So my flex, I'm gonna go to Boise, and I'm gonna go with a guy named Khalil Shakir. Now, I went very low on him, but they have a uh, a. Uh, I mean, I guess he's 6,200, so I didn't go too low, but he's their best wideout. And they also involve him in the run game. I mean, this guy's got five rushes for 52 yards. 
They run, they run them a lot. They sometimes they do a little, uh, you know, the little jet sweeps and stuff like that. Shakira, 13 catches, 213 yards, two scores. He is their home run threat. And uh, I think no matter whether it's Bachmeyer or Sears, both Hank Bachmeyer was one of the, probably one of the best freshman quarterbacks in all the nation a season ago. Then Jack Sears is a USC transfer who, by the way, in his first pass at Boise state threw a 75 yard touchdown, but let alone last year or last week went 19 of 23, three touchdowns, no interceptions. This team is quarterback proof essentially, because both of these guys are complete studs. I think Bachmeyer's got a career in the NFL. Sears might too. So uh, yeah, make sure you tune in. I think uh, the play here is uh, Shakira at 6,200. I like that pick. I think he could be in store for a big game. I wanted to get him in my lineup, but I couldn't fit him in there. My one concern with your roster is that you got a quarterback receiver stack for San Diego state and you know, the volume may not be there. You know, I, Hey, I know they're your gals. They're on your coast. <laughs> you might, you know, be a little bit more familiar with them than myself. Uh, that would make me a little bit worried, but you know, maybe they'll throw the rock a bit more than I thought. I'm guessing that it, it seems like you got some extra money in your pocket. Are you going Zach Wilson, Wilson with your super flex? No, because I, I think Boise's defense is good. I think uh, so. My super flex is Derek King because I don't trust NC state's defense. I think they're fraudulent uh, with their record. Uh, I watched a couple different games where I think what Virginia tech scored in the forties against them as much as I think Miami might be fraudulent. I think Derek King and that, and that their version of the air raid will have opportunities. And I also like the fact King gets a lot of rushing yards. He actually is the second leading rusher on the team and very close to being the top leading rusher on this Miami hurricane team. So I got Derek King in that spot. I'm right there with you, brother. I got the double stack. I got the, uh, the, the, uh, the you, their wide receiver, Mike Harley. I got the tight end, Jordan. And I got the quarterback in my super flex spot, Derek King. I think, you know, I think Zach Wilson's too, too pricey. And um, other than Wilson, I think he's the most solid quarterback here. Uh, there's some question marks around everybody else. So uh, yeah, Derek King in my super flex as well. I think we shared three of the picks, right? Romney, King, and Jordan. Yeah. And I mean, when you, I don't know why Wilson's, I mean, I know Wilson's been a complete stud in college football, but you're telling me they're playing the the best team they've played. Right. And then they're going on a, on a at a location they've never won at. Right. And yeah, I understand air force got some garbage points there, but they were up big on air force. They, they gave up 13 against Utah state which was in Boise. They gave up 30 against air force, but I actually think the triple option gets their points no matter what. And and that was late in the game. They added a score air force. That is, um, I, I think this Boise defense is pretty good. I know they're breaking in some new starters, but I think they'll, they're going to be able to play ball with BYU. I, people are foolish. If they think they're just going to walk in there and blow out Boise state. Just, just my, yeah, my, no, my, my I, belief. I totally agree. I, no, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think Wilson will still have a solid game, but he's way too expensive just for a solid game. You know, this is not the week to spend up on him. You know, it's not a positive matchup. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right. So let's uh, go to Saturday. But before we go to Saturday, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. late fall college basketball, college football. Yeah. We had to deal with that. 
Uh, the NBA bubble had a deal with that UFC fight Island. Yeah. Had a deal with that. It's pretty clear. 2020 has been unlike any other year, which is why you need a sports book, which offers unlike any other, uh, get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost lightning deals and free bets all await all season long. Uh, and with Turkey day right around the corner, there is really is no better time to feast on some NFL or college football action. Whether you're a first time customer or if you've been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every single week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Uh, find an edge, make your bet and get paid. They, uh, they also boast a fully fit fledged casino platform, giving you uh, access to all the table and slot games and card games that you'd expect wherever your, your local casino is. And the best part is, is that in my bookie, the doors never close. You can do it from the comfort of your home. So you can continue to build your bankroll. Even after the stadium lights have gone out, make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do use the promo code SGP to get your, your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. Let me explain that to you. So that means if you put in $200, they'd match you with another hundred, right? And if you put in $400, they'd match you with 200. Come on now, figure this thing out. If you were planning on, you know, to bet this season, you might as well grab the free money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it only at mybookie.ag. All right. We're back. We're talking. I mean, th- th- let's be honest. We love the, the maxion games. We love the, the weeknight games, but man, is it great when you see a Saturday slate with all the games on there, you thinking, how can I get an edge? How can I get an edge on NC Nick? How can I get an edge on, on the other Alan Cooley, you know? And uh, yeah. So uh, with that, uh, with that NC Nick start off with your quarterback on the AM slate. There's two slates. You're a first time DF- DFS or there is two slates for DFS on Saturday, which is great. Cause if you lose your money in the first thing you say, you son of a bitch, I'm going to beat you. Right. And you could just go right back to the board and beat him later that night. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait a week. So who's your quarterback there NC Nick. And actually, Actually, sometimes there's three slates. Sometimes they'll do just like East Coast, a noon one, a 3.30, and then a night one. But there's always the afternoon one will will combine both the noon and the 3.30 games. And that's, that's your big boy contest right there. Usually it's 13 or 14 games to choose from. You know, that's that's our bread and butter here. That's the big one. So, yeah, without further ado, can you tell me why West Virginia's Jared Doge is only 6.1 K. I can't because I, one thing I can tell you is Texas's defense is, is complete dog shit. Uh, you know, they Oklahoma state outgained Texas. Like I think by almost triple last, last, uh, last week. Uh, okay. State turned over the ball a lot. There was also a garbage uh, roughing the punter late in that game that really gave Texas that win. Um, but Texas's defense has been a proven. I mean, look, we saw Texas tech almost drop 60 on them. Oklahoma did all they could. I mean, Oklahoma's a great offense, but they still, they, they did their thing against Texas. I, I don't know, but the short of UTEP, I don't know who hasn't been able to score on Texas. So uh, yeah, that's your angle. I like it. Carry on. Yeah. So just to build off that, um, 
Doge has now thrown for 300 yards in three consecutive games. Uh, you mentioned Texas's defense is trash, especially against the pass. You know, it's got to the point where I may just take whatever quarterback is playing the Longhorns every week. Last week, I took uh, Oklahoma State Spencer Sanders. He yeah. threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Here's yeah. a dude. He, he, he started about a year and a half, you know, maybe about 15, 16 games. His previous high was 290 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> so, you know, it, it shows you, man. And at, at 6.1K, I can get a quarterback with that kind of ceiling in this kind of matchup, I think it's a no brainer. Uh, you know, when I saw him at that price point, I got, I, you know, I snatched him up quickly. My quarterback is Jared Doge. I love that play. And, uh, you know, it's uh, that's a very good play. I went and spent heavy as shit on my quarterbacks in this, uh, on this slate. I went with Spencer Rattler and I understand the concern. It's like, uh, Trevor Lawrence, but uh, you know, they pull the plug on these guys early. I don't think it will happen that early. And even the one thing I know about Lincoln Riley to his detriment at times, um, he'll throw the ball at like the three yard line. <laughs> they don't have a goal line run game. Uh, their goal line run game is the short pass. I'm going to take Spencer Rattler at 9,100 as my quarterback. I think can you know, Kansas is horrible. I expect Spencer Rattler to stay in this game for at least three quarters. Um, give me this thing. I mean, I, and Oklahoma's on fire. Do you see what they did to Texas tech last week? This team is coming together. They were, yeah, man. they were incredibly young and they're really coming together now. So uh, give me Spencer Rattler at 9,100. I know that's expensive. I know he might not play the whole game, but I still think he could throw five touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> So food for thought. Yeah, what's that game? What was what was Oklahoma's first game of the year? I think it was. I forget who they were playing. Missouri State. Was that what it was where Rattler probably had 30 fancy points in the first half or something? Yeah, he could do the same thing because because Kansas is probably on Missouri State's level. Yeah. Um, Missouri State might even be okay. better. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, has Kansas won a game this year yet? No, they haven't, right? And they're not gonna, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I know. Cause I think their one out of conference game was coastal Carolina and our, our Chanticleers went into Lawrence and whooped that ass. Yeah. They're up 28, nothing to start that game. So yeah, they're I, good luck with their uh, season. Maybe Texas tech, maybe they could beat Texas tech, but I would still bet on the, the red maybe. Raiders. Uh, yeah. Hit me with your running right. backs. All right. My two running backs. Watch out, man. I got a couple of horses here. I'm going to go back to Chubba Hubbard for the second week in a row. I'm going to spend, uh, what is he, an even 8K? No, 7.8K for Chubba Hubbard. Um, I mean, what you know, if you play college football DFS, you know how valuable Hubbard is. Chuba, Last Chuba, week, isn't it against, Chuba? Whatever, whatever, man. You know who the hell I'm talking about? <laughs> Chuba Chuba, Hubert Hubbard, that's whatever gotta his name be a, is. That, that's got to be a strain of weed in Oklahoma, right? I know weed is legal. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know weed is legal in Oklahoma. That, which is shocking, yeah, uh, dude. Isn't that shocking that you have a state that I mean, uh, you know, I love Oklahoma. I was just there for a week, but I'm saying is that I find it it's strange because it's almost like Mississippi with the gambling thing. It's like you're very religious in one aspect, but yet, and when you can make your money, you make your money. I don't know. Hey, they're pro- they're probably smoking some some tuba on some reservations in Oklahoma. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
So anyway, let me tell you why I picked him, man. So last week against Texas, he only had 72 rushing yards, which which was kind of surprising, but he also had a receiving touchdown and had about 80 yards receiving. So he, you know, even when he's not getting into the rushing game, he's going to catch some balls. Uh, He's playing K state this week. Last year against Kansas State, he ran 25 carries for 296 yards. Uh, well, and, and, you know, and, like I said, kind of a. And adding into that for you is K State is a team that you know we. Uh, I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm saying we at the college experience for the, for the most part. I know me and Patty C love Kansas State. We love the fans. We love the the football team. We love their their traditionally like a a team that really just overachieves, but they have been just annihilated by COVID this season. Last week, they had a ton of players out. So you have no idea who is playing on this team that adds into a reason why to take Chuba Hubbard. Yep. I'm on. Yep. Exactly. Hubbard's my top running back. He was 7.8 K. My second running back is 7.2 K. So you can see I'm spending up on my running backs here. That is uh Zamir white with Georgia. Seems like he has, you know, has a stranglehold on that backfield. Now, his, his carries this year, the first game is only 13 carries. That increased to 19 to 22 and then to 26 last week against Kentucky where he uh, he ran for 136 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, gonna, this Gator defense. I'm going to come at you a little bit. Go here. ahead. I'm going to come at you a little bit here. Bring him in. I thought about Bring taking it. Zamir White, and then I figured, man, if you're Florida, who played a lot better against Missouri defensively, they fired Todd Grantham the year or the week before Missouri. So um, Todd Grantham was their defensive coordinator. And and last week they had a new defensive coordinator against Missouri. He played a lot better, but that could have been also the fact I did watch that game. Missouri did leave some points on the field, but um, if I'm Georgia, I mean, dude, I studied some film. I mean, I watched that every snap of that Kentucky Georgia game. I'm loading the box. I'm absolutely loading the fucking box. I am going to leave my corners on an Island because I think Stetson Bennett, a, does he not have a, a, a really good arm? Like, I don't think he could throw the ball 40 yards downfield. I also think he is incredibly, you know, one of the worst things that can happen to a quarterback. And look, I got nothing against Stetson Bennett. I hope the guys, he's got a, a great story behind him. I would love to see him win a national championship this year, but I think his confidence are completely rattled right now. I watched that Kentucky game. If it's not a screen pass, he does not seem like a guy who wants to throw that ball. And if I'm Georgia and I've studied film now, granted Georgia's defense has been complete dog shit every game, except for the Missouri game. I'm loading the box against Zamir white make Stetson Bennett beat me. That's that's I almost took Zamir white. And I thought about that. So that was my angle. I don't know. Food for thought. Okay. I see your angle. So you mentioned, uh, you know, Florida in their previous games. I want a bottle of bourbon off your punk ass. When I told you Isaiah Spiller was going to run for over a hundred yards against Florida and you disagreed with me. No, no, no. If that was recall, against, that, no, no, no. That was against Mississippi state because I had a, right. I had a and M beating Florida. That's a good point, but okay. So I was a little off there, but let me get to this. So against Florida, Isaiah Spiller, I think ran for 174 yards and two touchdowns. Definitely. Definitely. You know, so that I know I know Florida had a nice outing on defense against Missouri last week. I think in actuality, their defense is more like what we saw the first three weeks. 
load the box. Go ahead. I think the only, I think, I think he's going to get, you know, 25, 30 carries here. I think Georgia is going to want to slow down the Florida offense by controlling the clock with their offense. And I think that's going to lead to a lot of carries high volume here. I expect Zamir white to have another good game. All right. I'm going to let you live and die with that one, but just know I went with Roundtree of Missouri as a running back last week against Florida and he kind of struggled a little bit and he was a, a so, Hey, what's that? Double or nothing, bo- double or nothing bottle of bourbon. What's a bet. I'm saying Zamir white over a hundred yards. I think he'll get over a hundred because I think that's their only option, but I would, uh, first off, I, I think this, uh, I, I think Georgia's in for a rude, rude awakening. Cause I don't think, st- unless they start JT Daniels, if they start JT Daniels, you're looking at a money play. Uh, I don't know the well, hell hey, of JT Daniels. I don't know what the hell is going on there. I heard scar tissue issues, but uh, I don't know. I just think it's a dangerous spot for a team that uh, I can tell you this. I watched that game against Kentucky last week and I thought, I don't think George is going to, I think George is going to lose two more times this year. And they've already lost once. And I said, maybe two, maybe three, because unless they fix this problem, unless somehow his Stetson Bennett's confidence come back, I don't see this team that like Kentucky really, I don't like they're, they're really had their chances to win that game. They really didn't take any shots downfield. Um, But, but yeah, Hey, you know, live and die with your boy. Georgia's got good running backs for fucking 40 years. So perhaps you're right. Yeah. Well, we probably spent enough time on the one dude, but I I wanted to win my second bottle of bourbon off you. So maybe we'll find a bet that we both agree on later on. Who are your running backs? My running backs. I'm going to take you to a guy who's a Tecmo bowl legend and same name. Not, not necessarily him. I'm going to take you to good old chapel Hill, North Carolina. Nick. All right. Your, your, uh, rivals as a Duke fan, Michael Carter in Tecmo bowl. This guy's a defensive tackle from, uh, for the 49ers, but he's also a legend because he's part of the pony express team where SMU played everybody, him and Jerry ball were the defensive tackles on that team. Um, Michael Carter, the running back of UNC, this guy is electric. Now what scares me is Javante Williams does get a lot of the touchdowns, right? He does. But Michael Carter still the leading rusher on this team. 83 rushes, 648 yards, almost 8 yards a rush. He's to me their true home run threat. Uh 62 yard touchdown already on the season. 3 rushing scores. He's also good out of the backfield. He got 14 catches. He is the third leading receiver on this team as far as receptions. 14 for 128. Uh Michael Carter at 6300 against Duke. I like this angle. Back me up here. Yeah, good pick. No arguments there. You know, both those running backs should be able to find room to work against this Duke defense. Uh, and the, it's a nice price point. You know, it, it seems like he's in this range pretty much every week and he keeps on producing. So I, I can't argue with that. Who's your second? My second? I'm going to take you. Look, I'm going to take you to the American Conference where a huge game is being played in Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, Houston's not known for their run defense. Jared Dokes, right? 80 rushes, 327 yards, just 4.1 yards a rush, but six rushing touchdowns for Cincinnati. And get this, he's also very active in their passing game, 11 for 140 and three three receiving touchdowns. He's like 80% of their offense for scoring touchdowns. 
Jared Dokes is your play here at uh, 5,700 or no, wait, 6,700. Um, uh, Houston, like I said, Houston's not known for their run defense. I think there's opportunity here. I also think Luke Fickle, Desmond Ritter's looking better with every week, but he's still a guy who throws 10 interceptions or 10 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's not the focal point of your offense. Your offense, your, your team is a great defense and a stud running back. And I think he knows that. So Dokes will get his shots in this game. 80 rushes. This is the closest run, rushing uh, attempts to that is Jerome Ford at 37. He is the cowbell of this team. The cowbell or the bell cow? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I've been drinking bourbon over here. Shout out to uh shout out to uh Mammoth Lakes Shelter Distilling. Getting it in, got some bourbon. Yeah, he's the cowbell. I need more cowbell. That, that's what I'm saying, man. I need, I need, I need more dokes. All right. <laughs> Actually, I like dokes, man. So I highlighted dokes in my uh, in my column over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Check it out. I couldn't fit him in my roster. I didn't have the money. But you're right, Houston. You know, against uh, UCS top back last week, OJ Anderson. Uh, he ran for 170 yards and a touchdown. So it makes complete sense to grab the running back, uh, you know, for Cincy who was playing Houston this week. I like it. Uh, in your flex spot, do you have a third running back there by chance? Uh, no, I went with the wide out in this one. Well, who is he since we're already there? Uh, I'm going to take you all the way to, uh, I believe, wait, where are they playing with this week? Uh, they, uh, let me do some homework real quick. I'm going to take you to Fort worth, Texas. And I'm going to, I'm going to take you to a look. One thing I know, Texas tech is dog shit. Their defense is probably the worst in all the power five. Maybe Kansas would be the only one worse. That means they need to pass. And when you need to pass, there's a wide receiver named Kashawn Carter. Who's a complete stud, 22 catches for uh, what? 223 yards, four touchdowns, and he missed a game. So imagine what that stat would be if he had not missed a game. Well, guess what? Part of the beauty of this one is, is that they have another receiver missing a game. So guess what? Who's going to be their top dog? Probably. I know they have like five wide receivers, but I'm saying he should get more looks because of the injury problem there in, in Lubbock. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a $5,600 play in my flex spot in, uh, in Kashan Carter. So 22 for two twenty three. Like I said, I think that's misleading. I think you look at this thing and you say Azukanama or whatever the fuck his name is. He's their top guy. Well, not when you do the math on missing a game. So food for thought. I like it. And that's actually a nice segue to my flex spot. And I actually have a running back in my flex spot in the same game not on Texas tech. I'm going with a horn frog. I'm going with a, a true freshman, a five-star recruit. He's only four K. His name is Zach Evans. He's not the lead running back for TCU, but I think he's the best one. And, and, um, and he's only the worst run defense, maybe in the country. Exactly. The, the matchup here is, is why I'm taking Zach Evans. Um, the TCU offense has been sluggish this year. I think Zach Evans is a, a true playmaker and we're going to see more and more of him on the field because without him, I mean, the other guys are, are, are solid, you know, but they, they, they don't have the explosiveness as, as Evans, uh, he's coming off his best game of the year so far where he had over 90 yards from scrimmage and his first touchdown. He's only four K 4,000. Even 
I like Zach Evans. I think, you know, he, he's not going to get 15, 20, 25 touches, but uh, he, he'll do the most with his 10 or 12 touches, hopefully find the end zone again. And at 4k, I think it's a gamble worth taking. That is my flex spot. Sorry if I got you out of order there. Um, we're on receivers. Who's your receivers, man? All right. Before I get the receivers, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy. This season thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. The response of SG from SGP listeners have uh, for thrive fantasy has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, they're hooking listeners up with a thousand dollar free roll every single Thursday night NFL game. Make sure you get that thousand dollar free roll. Use the password DGEN to enter. Once again, that's password DGEN. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you're going to choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. If it's uh, PGA, MLB, esports, you choose five out of the available 10 player props to build your lineup. And uh, yeah, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. You hit the most props, you rack up the most points, you win a share of the prize pool. That's simple. Thrive has over $50,000 in weekly uh, prizes guaranteed and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash thus far. Uh, Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and use and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with a four times rollover. So uh, yeah, you got to check that stuff out. Download thrive fantasy on the app store, Google play store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today. Don't you forget that promo code SGP. All right. My receivers. Well, I'm going to take you to a guy. What you got? This guy might be the, uh, the best receiver in the country. Uh, Diami Brown for, for North Carolina is about as exciting of a uh, wideout as this nation has. I think 35 catches, 641 yards, six touchdowns so far this, this, this season, Nick, I mean, is there a better receiver in the nation? Find me one. I, I don't know that there is, an answer for that. This guy lit up Virginia who their biggest, if you looked at Virginia's team, the biggest strength probably is their defense and their secondary. And he just completely destroyed Virginia's secondary. He had 200 yards receiving. Um, He's playing Duke. I know Duke's got a good D line, but but I don't care. I don't care. Get this guy on the field. (laughs) That's my angle. He's at, he's at uh, what? uh, 38, 38. All right. I'm sorry. What did, what did I get him at? I'm sorry. Hold on. I have the wrong fucking sheet up. If you got him for 3,800, I'm jumping on him too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think I did fuck up though. Cause I think, uh, I think actually I'm, I, I must apologize to the clients here. I'm taking a shot. I'm talking out of my ass a little bit here. Cause I, I'm taking a shot on, on cafe Brown because we know Coralis is out, right? I'm sorry. I must apologize. Deami Brown though is a great play because he's amazing, right? He's absolutely fucking amazing. But I, I am lying because I, I saw Brown and I just assumed that was him. Um, no, <laughs> it is Cafre uh, Brown who had eight catches for 170 yards and two scores. But here's my logic here. Corrales, their third wideout, is out, right? Uh, 
Brown has a $3,800 value because he hasn't done much, but he did. He had a good game against Virginia and I expect him to have a good game against Duke because Corrales is out. We know Duke, everyone in the stadium is going to know Dommy Brown's going to get his fucking the ball. So they're going to, that, that's a point Makes of sense. emphasis. Uh, so, uh, and I still think, like I said, Dommy Brown's a good play. I can't believe I fucked that up, but, um, uh, yeah, uh Hey, it makes sense. Uh, give me, give, yeah. 3,800. Give me, give me, uh, well, how do you pronounce it? Coffee Brown coffee, coffee. Yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, I think, um, also the other receiver there, Daz Newsom, I think he's kind of falling out of favor. So uh, I think, uh, the two Browns might, you know, obviously dynamic Browns are number one, but the second Brown, he might actually get the second most, you know, catches and, and yardage this week. And it, yeah, I mean, the UNC offense is dynamic. It makes sense to have pieces of well, it. And Brown averages the highest yards per catch on the team. 21.3 yards per catch long of 76 on the big season. Play threat. Yeah. He's big time. So, uh, uh, yeah, I apologize. That was my play. Uh, am I giving all my receivers or am I, am I giving just, uh, that one? Whatever you want, man. What do you think? All right. I'm going to take you to, uh, to a 9 a.m. LA kick. I can't believe that, uh, Larry Scott was dumb enough to agree to this, this outrageous thing. USC and Arizona state kicking off at 9 a.m. Where I live. I live in Los Angeles, just about 10 miles away from the stadium. And they're kicking off incredibly early, but Arizona state, I remember you know, watching, we, we saw, uh, who's the kid on the Niners now, Brandon Iuick, right? Probably butchering that pronunciation, but I mean, this guy was a stud for Arizona state. Right. And I remember watching when he was at Arizona state, they also had a stud that I thought was really good, uh, from New Jersey, Frank Darby. Well, now he's their number one. And if there's one thing I can trust, okay, we know USC has been doing the air raid. This is year two of the air raid. Graham Harrell, their offensive coordinator. I believe in Pat, our, our friend, Patty C that his philosophy is that if you're practicing against the air raid year round, your defense gets weaker, right? It gets re- weaker from a physicality standpoint. And that you, you have, you basically leave a lot of yards out there. So I'm going to say Frank Darby with Jaden Daniels back at quarterback sophomore year, a guy who throws a just unbelievable deep ball Ask Justin Herbert and the Oregon ducks about, about Jaden Daniels ruined their season last year. And Frank Darby was a good part of that because he caught a lot of those deep balls. This kid's electric. He's at 5,700. Give me Frank Darby as another receiver here. And then I'll end it with, uh, I'll end it with going back to the, uh, to, to, to the well and knowing that uh, Texas tech has players out NC Nick. So um, I think there's a lot of value in this game, especially knowing, look, the, the, the line is nine and a half TCU is favored by nine and a half. I expect, uh, you know, if, if TCU rolls, it's even better for us, but Texas tech throws the ball all over it. Despite Matt Wells coming in from Utah state, we got a guy named Miles Price who's at 3,900. But check us out. Like I said, they have injuries. They're beat up at the wide receiver position. Miles Price, right now, their third leading receiver with 17 for 163 and a score. I expect him to get more looks. Give me Miles Price at 3,900 to do the damn thing. I like it. I like it. Well done. All right, man. You ready for my three? Yeah, hopefully, you don't fuck up a name like I did. I, I, I most likely will. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go to the, the same game, as you mentioned, with your second receiver, Arizona State, USC. I'm going to take my first Pac-12 guy of the year. It's going to be on the other side, though. It's going to be on UNC for no, you, 6.3K. USC. I'm going USC. I thought you said UNC. Okay, USC. Yeah. Yeah. No, open, open those ears, man. USC. Amon <laughs> uh, Ra St. Brown. It is spelled just like it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, St. Brown. Uh, so, you know, last year, St. Brown and Michael Pittman were both uh, thousand yard receivers for USC. Pittman is now on the Indianapolis Colts. That means uh, St. Brown is now, you know, the wide receiver one for USC. Uh, last year against Arizona State, this USC passing attack went bananas. They uh, threw for uh, 432 yards and four touchdowns, and St. Brown in the same game had eight catches for 173 yards and a touchdown against those Sun Devils. Uh, you know, USC bringing back the same quarterback. I think uh, usually in, in opening weeks, it's opening weeks for these two teams. I think the offense might be slightly ahead of the defense. What about at 9 a.m. though? You haven't had your coffee yet. <laughs> That's a weird factor, man. That's weird. I'm not going to lie. That's weird. But hey, you took a receiver on Arizona State, so uh, I don't know how that plays into it. I really don't. You know, it, it might be, and both teams might be kind of sleepy. You know, it's like those college basketball games that start on noon, you know, noon on a Saturday, it seems like it takes a while to get everything going. So, uh, and that's at noon compared what, to what, 9 what about so they, Mar- that, that could. What about Marvin Lewis, the new addition to the defense of Arizona state this season? You remember Marvin Lewis, the longtime Cincinnati bangle and Baltimore Raven uh, coach. So uh, maybe he can make a difference. I will say this though. I like the play Nick, because I can tell you Keaton Slovis lit it up last year. Graham Harrell, I think is on the verge of being a next big time college football head coach. I think the air raid is, uh, you know, I was surprised USC did it because that would be like Alabama doing it. I was very surprised because I think like normally that's how you hide your talent is when you go to the triple option or the air raid and to see USC do it. I was like, wow. But I, I think their receivers will get yards no matter what. When you're throwing the ball 60 times a game, you can't disagree with that play. That's why I think you are correct with that play. Yeah, and I think for the price, I think it's worth it at 6.3K. My um, my second wide receiver slash tight end, because this guy's a tight end, is only $100 cheaper. It's Kyle Pitts from Florida. You know, as long as he's in this price range, I might just go ahead and take him every week because I- he has... I had consistent him, production. I, Go ahead. I had him in my lineup and I took him out just because I figured, man, like I, I, first of all, I, I agree with the play. I'll put it like this. He was in mine and I last second deleted it just because I thought George is the best defense they've played all year. Now I do expect Florida to be able to still have success. Good offense is going to be a good defense, especially in 2020 college football or football in general. Um, but I just thought, man, if they get pressure on Trask all game, I mean, maybe I still think he'll get his points. I'll still, th- I, like I said, I still like the play because I, I still think he's their number one option and that's their biggest advantage. Yeah. And, hey, I mean, it, and look, 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 yeah, out. Definitely, right. Right. They're, no, they're, it, you know, yeah. it's a valid point that, that Georgia does have, you know, a, a pretty damn good defense. Um, and they may be able to slow Florida down to a degree. 
I don't think there's any stopping this Florida offense. And I love the fact that, you know, Pitts, he's such a red zone target. He's such a threat to get jump ball touchdowns. Uh, He didn't score a touchdown last week. Last week he caught five balls for 81 yards. I think he's due this week. I think he finds he he, he refines the end zone, and I think uh, he'll have a you know a similar stat line to last week where he catches five or six balls, 80, 90 yards, and a touchdown for 6.2 K. I think you know he's my safe pick. I'm gonna roll the dice elsewhere. I think he's a safe pick for you know like I said, consistent production. Um, he's my wide receiver number two. My wide receiver number three is a bit bottom of the barrel here. He's only 4.6 K. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I want to go up to Champaign, Illinois for a receiver named Brian Hightower. Look, are I, you familiar I, with him? Well, yeah, as a police Academy fan, I, I, I'm a pro anybody, <laughs> anybody named Hightower. Um, but I mean, no, I, I, I actually am not that familiar with him on, I haven't, you'd be honest, man. I actually, well, let me tell you about him. Yeah. Tell me, let me tell you about him. He's, he's no Mahoney uh, (laughs) or or captain Harris, but uh, so first off, Illinois is playing Minnesota. Their defensive coordinators out. (laughs) You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, Yeah. I heard that today. If you watch the Minnesota Maryland game, you know, it's, it would make sense to get at least one player playing Minnesota this week. So honestly, I didn't know a whole lot uh, you know, that much about Hightower. He, he was a four-star recruit that originally went to university of Miami. He transferred in to Illinois uh, last week against Purdue. He caught four balls for 97 yards and a touchdown, you know, so it's really a, a cheap price. H- hang on. B, hang on. I think, yeah. I think you need to emphasize that because I think some people might be worried because, you know, big 10 protocol is if someone has COVID or, or is connected to COVID, I believe 21 days out and uh, their, their quarterback, uh, Brandon Peters did not play last week, which means he won't play next week or this upcoming week. And he won't play the following week. So if you're concerned that like, man, their quarterback is out with COVID he still got that many touches in a game where Peters didn't play. That's the backup quarterback security blanket. Essentially is what is what I'm saying. Anyway, back. Yeah, actually he had a be- he had a better game with the backup than he did with Peters. So maybe he's got a little bit more chemistry with the backup, but uh, yeah, like I, I was saying the price, the, the, the cheap price tag, the fact that obviously he's talented. If you, you know, if he was recruited by Miami as a four star and, and C and most importantly is the matchup against Minnesota. You know, uh, I, I wanted someone on Illinois, which is kind of weird to say, because usually you want to you know, stay away from them, but yeah, <laughs> it's all matchup based at 4.6 K. Give me Brian Hightower as my third receiver. I already gave you my flex spot. You already gave me your flex spot, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to keep it rolling. My super flex. I got a, a nice stack here with M. Amon Ross St. Brown. And that is the USC quarterback, Keaton Slovis. I mentioned what kind of game the USC offense had against Arizona state last year. I think uh, this is one of the best offenses in the country year two in the air raid. They should just be, you know, sharper and crisper. I expect another big game from the USC quarterback. I'm going to take you as uh, you know, I, I highlighted this one. I circled this one before I even saw the DFS lineups. I didn't care. I was going to put him at this spot. I went with Sean Clifford. Um, 
Do you know the history of James Franklin against Maryland? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Last year they beat him 59, nothing. The year prior, let me just pull up the past three years when Franklin's been there. The year prior, they beat him 38 to three. And the year prior to that, they beat him uh, 66 to three. Uh, if people don't know this, James Franklin was fucked over by the university of Maryland. And apparently he takes his game unbelievably personally because they promised him to be the coach in waiting after Ralph region. And they essentially lied to him. So he ended up at Vanderbilt. But uh, every time I bet against Penn state with Maryland last year, Maryland was two and place in playing Penn state and they had blown away the, their, their two previous opponents. And I took the nine points. I believe it was uh, against Penn state and Penn state unloaded on them. And Penn state fans were quick to remind me that Franklin cares more about this game than any game on the schedule. He keeps the starters in late as a fuck you to Maryland. So I love the angle of Sean Clifford at 8,900. I know that's a lot, but to me, the stats back up the stats back up. What exactly uh, I'm investing in here. Uh, I'm going to quickly try to pull up the stat line from a week ago or from a year ago. Um, Hang on one second here. I just want to just lace this thing. Maryland at Penn State 2019. But I mean, dude, you want Yeah, f- while you're pulling that up, you know, the great thing about Clifford is that he's going to get you rushing yards too. Um, yeah, so and when I saw him this week, I wanted to get him in my lineup as well. I was a little worried about, you know, the game script and if they were going to be up big. I kind of forgot that angle that you just mentioned. Even if they're up big, Franklin might just try to rub it in. So he might keep his starters in. He might keep Clifford in the Maryland defense is trash. Dude. There's a lot of reasons to go Clifford. I like it. Last year he threw for 400 yards, uh, three touchdowns and also rushed for 60 yards and a touchdown. That's Uh, my angle here. That's not bad. What's his price tag? He is, he is, uh, 8,900. So pricey, but yeah, but that was at Maryland last year. This is at that home in, in state college. Right. No, I like it, man. Good pick. Who, who, where are you going on the super flex? I already gave my super flex, man. I went uh, Slovis, the right. USC That's quarterback. Right. I'm right. done. I'm an idiot That's, over here. I just gave you, I just gave you a winning lineup. You're in the green. If you copy my lineup, you're in the green. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of the green, we're going to go to the green in the, uh, well, both of us are going to give you some straight cash on our, on our late night college football DFS slate. But I want to tell you the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how well it's okay. ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They got top-notch customer support going 24-7 with some of the sharpest lines in the industry. You can't beat that. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And here we are in the final slate, the night games, where I'm going to surprise you, NC Nick. I am going to surprise you with, with some of my plays. Yeah. Um, I I mean, are they, are they actually going to be good picks? They are, you know, you know me, man. (laughs) Look, I, 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 uh, 
I know a thing or two about a thing or two. All right. And I got, I'm going <laughs> to open up things. I'm not even going to ask you what you think here. I'm going to open up things by going with a fifth year senior quarterback. Who's a bargain play against a defense. that couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. Give me Sam Neuer at 5,700, the Colorado quarterback. Look, this guy's not horrible. I, I watched him play last year when Montez got injured. And I think the fact you're playing UCLA in a home opener, I don't see why you, sh- I mean, I think, I think you want action in this game. If you want Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's more expensive, but Neuer at 5,700 uh, UCLA's defense. Do I need to go back and, and tell you about this defense this season? Go hang on. Let me just load up some stats here on UCLA 2019. Now, Let's say, okay, maybe they're a little bit better, right? Maybe they're a little bit better defensively, but let's just not forget that this team gave up. I think what, like fucking 60 to Washington state. They gave up uh wait, this is 2020. Hang on. Let me dive into 2019 UCLA. Okay. They gave up uh, f- basically 50 to Oklahoma. They gave up 63 to Wazoo. They gave up 48 to Oklahoma or not Oklahoma state, Oregon state. They gave up uh, 49 to Utah, 52 to USC. You see the point here. I keep going. I can go on and on. Also, they gave, I mean, I can continue to do that. Um, it's not that they didn't have a, a it's not like they, they improved all of a sudden. This defense is dog shit and maybe they're better because they're a year older. And, and obviously uh, chip Kelly's you know program becomes more and more influenced by what he wants, his visions, but Sam Noyer's a fifth year senior. I saw him play last year. He came into that Washington game when, uh, when my guy Montez got knocked out. I mean, he wasn't as good as Montez, but I still think there's just room for 5,700 to get yards here. I would not, it would not surprise me if this guy threw for 300 yards and two scores. And I'm not saying he's, he's a, a, a super fantastic quarterback. I just think the UCLA defense leaves opportunity for the offense to capitalize. They still have Katie Nixon, an elite receiver. You'll hear me mention him later on, but uh, the Colorado receivers are strong. Darren Cheverini's their offensive coordinator comes over Randy air raid at Texas tech with Patrick Mahomes. So that's my logic here. Yeah, I like it. I considered putting Noyer in my lineup at the end of the day. I didn't know enough about him. I had never seen him play before. So he had just a little bit bigger of a question mark than the quarterback I went with to me anyway. So I went with another cheap ass Pac-12 quarterback, only a hundred dollars more expensive than Hoyer. I took uh, Stanford's Davis Mills for 5.8 K. Uh, he had uh, up and down year last year, but towards the end he was really coming on. So uh, the last four games, he had one huge game against Washington State, where he threw for over 500 yards and three touchdowns. This, against Washington State, that's not going to happen every week. I don't expect him to do that this week. But the other three games in that four-game stretch, he, he played Notre Dame, Washington, and Cal. Those are three pretty good defenses. And against those, all in each of those games, he threw for over 275 yards. Um, so Stanford has an excellent offensive line, even with their top guy who's sitting out this year. And they actually have some good receivers there, too. Plus... I think how many DBs from Oregon are sitting this year out a lot. Well, you know, I'll be honestly, they, they, some have gone out. Some have came back. I don't know what is what essentially, but um, 
I, I think they lost three of their play three, the Oregon coming into pre COVID they had the best secondary, arguably the best secondary in the nation. But I believe four of them originally opted out. I think one came back. So I think you're right. I think three are out. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, so with, I, I, I kind of like this play cause uh, a lot of people think Stanford is this bully that used to be with Jim Harbaugh in the first years of, uh, of their current coach. I'm struggling to think of his name right now, David Shaw. Um, but they're actually kind of turned into a finesse team. Now I will say this Oregon's, I like their defensive coordinator. They hired him over from Boise state. I think the guy's uh, aggressive. They are going to blitz, but I do think Stanford is a, a passing team. Now they're not that run. They're not that Toby Gerhardt type of team that, that we were t- traditionally used to for like a decade. A lot of people forget that, that last year was really the first year of transitioning to a, a kind of a pass passing approach. They are a pass team. Now they're not a run heavy team. And uh, there's opportunity there when you have that, even if you're playing a good defense, which I expect Oregon to be. And another thing is Austin's not going to have fans. So I like that angle. Yeah. Nowhere near as imposing of a stadium without the fans, obviously. Um, Okay. Well, let me give you my, uh, my two running backs here. Um, My first one, I paid up 9.2 K. Yeah. I wanted to get Brees Hall in there, but I think he's 9.6 seven or 9.9. He was just a bit too expensive. So I have a philosophy with Travis ETN. I don't care who he's playing. I don't care how good the defense might be. As long as Clemson is going to be in a close game where ETN is going to play the whole game. I roster Travis ETN. The dude is absolute beast. He's the best running back in college. Even so last week, he might've had a little bit of a down game on the ground, only running for uh, 84 yards. What did he do? He caught seven balls for 140 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he just he's jumps off screen. It's dude. a foolproof play. He just, it, yeah, you know, it's the cheat. It's almost cheat code. You know, um, I, I expect also, you know, with the backup quarterback in, he's going to get a lot more of those screen passes where he can break one long. I understand Notre Dame has good defense. This might be on the low scoring side of things, but ETN's a sure bet for you know top notch production. Yeah. Yeah. I like that play. I thought about doing that play. I didn't do it, but I like that play. And uh, you want to get to your second running back? Sure, man. My second running back. I don't know why he's only priced at 5.9 K and I don't know why his backup is still more expensive. And that is Texas A&M's Isaiah Spiller. You know, in the earlier in the podcast, I mentioned he had 174 yards and two touchdowns against Florida. Uh, Yeah, he's only 5.9 K. He's the lead running back for A&M. He's my flex. He's my flex. I think you're foolish if you think. I mean, he is. Well, I'll put, but but the the backup is is a good running back too. But Spiller is the heart and soul of this offense. Kellen Mond. I actually think South Carolina is a live dog. I, I. I ref- like everyone's talking AM to the playoffs. I, this team has not passed the eye test to me yet. Um, and to me, the one, if they're, if they are going to do that, then they really need to focus on the ground attack because I, I don't think Mond is good enough to get you there in the air. Spiller is an NFL caliber running back. Uh, I still, I, I think it's a no brainer. I think at 5,900, that's a I, mi- misvalued yeah. player. 
I don't know why he's that cheap. Honestly, I think everybody should roster him. I'm kind of hoping some people don't, so they don't have the same players as me, but <laughs> it totally makes sense. So uh, those are my two running backs. Uh, do, you, do you have a flex? Years, do, you, do, you, do you have a flex running back? No, my flex is the receiver. Okay. Well then we'll get to that later. I'll, I'll save, I'll save that for later. Give me your uh, two running backs, man. Uh, I'm going to stay in that same game and Kevin Harris. Look, you talked about uh, what, who, who was it? Uh, Hightower. Well, I'm going to take you to my guy, captain Harris over here, Kevin Harris <laughs> of, uh, of, of South Carolina. And if you've had any chance to watch South Carolina, this guy is a complete stud. It's a shame he's on South Carolina. Cause I really feel like I feel like he doesn't get the love. Like even Spiller gets a lot of love. Now I guess he's getting more love here because his value is a higher, much higher. But um, I love the physicality this kid runs with. He's clearly their workhorse. Ninety-three rushes, as opposed to the the second string has thirty-six. Ninety-three rushes, five hundred thirty-five yards, eight rushing touchdowns. Nick and and you know they they still will get him a, the the rock outside of the you know he's got thirteen catches. He's actually almost. The, the second leading receiver on this team is 14 catches. He's got 13 and he's also got a score in the air. So uh, Kevin Harris is my player here. Uh, South Carolina. Here's one thing I do know is I, as much as I, I like the defensive coordinator for a and I don't believe their defense is very legit. I think South Carolina, like I mentioned a second ago, I think they're a live dog. Uh, I'm taking them plus the nine and a half, but I don't think they're an elite defense. I think yards are here. Uh, it, Colin Hill needs to play a good game, but I'm saying I don't throwing that outside of it. I think yards are available against a and M and I think this is their opportunity. So uh, Kevin Harris, I think will have a great game. Uh, how do you like that play buddy? Yeah, man. You know, the dude's been, he's been an absolute beast uh, all year. Uh, yeah. I think that it's a, it's a good matchup. I think he's a good play. Definitely. And my, my second play Who's your second. Here? my second play, I'm going to take you back to Eugene, Oregon. And what did I mention about Stanford? They're not a physical team anymore. They're not. They're simply not last year. We'll tell that tale. The way they approach the game. will tell that tale. Uh, CJ Verdell, the best running back, maybe in the whole pack 12. Uh, he is at Oregon. Well, guess what? Oregon doesn't have their quarterback situation figured out guess what that means? They're going to run the hell out of the ball. Verdell's a beast. He was a beast last year as a sophomore. He's only a junior this year. He's the best running back probably in the pac 12. I feel pretty confident saying that Uh, he's at 6,600. Give me CJ Verdell against a soft defense. That is now not that everyone keeps picturing Stanford as this physical team. I'm telling you, it's been like a year or two removed. They are not that team anymore. So I like Verdell. I like him. I wanted to get him in my flex. I just couldn't afford him. So uh, I like that play. Like I said, I, I I was trying to find a way to get him in my roster. Just, just could, just didn't have the money. So I like it. And those are my running backs, my friend. So uh, I, I gave you even my flex running back and spiller. So uh, let's, All right. well, let's, I'll let's start with, the, yeah, let's, yeah let's, I'll start with receivers. It sounds like we'll have at least one guy in common, and that is uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, 4.7K, KD Nixon. Kid's a stud from DeSoto High School, same high school as LaVisca Chenault. They both played there at the same time. And one of the things, I know Colorado's got a new head coach. 
what they retained Darren Cheverini, who ran their offense for the past couple of years, he back when the Mac Mike McIntyre days and they get creative with their wideouts. I wouldn't be surprised if the, you know, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of uh, sometimes they'll have Katie Nixon probably take a snap and uh, yeah, you got to love that about that angle at 4,700. I have him on this, on this roster. I, I love the, if anything, you look at the Colorado roster, their most talent is probably at wide receiver. So um, I, I'm, I'm in uh, agreement with you. Katie Nixon, 4,700. Yeah, with uh, Chenault and Tony Brown and Tony Brown both graduating, both currently playing in in the NFL. I mean, Katie Nixon, he was a solid contributor the last couple of years, even with those guys. So I think he's a clear cut wide receiver one for the Buffaloes. You mentioned the UCLA defense, and they've been pretty damn awful under Chip under Chip Kelly. I think it's a great price for a guy with a high ceiling here. Uh, my most expensive wide receiver is uh, a Buckeye, Chris Olave. Uh, this dude's a stud too, man. You know, I know the, the Buckeyes have both of the two big wide receivers, Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, I think both of them have had over a hundred yards in both games this year. I believe yeah. Olave is uh, 1.2 K less expensive than Wilson. You know, this Ohio state offense, it's cranking, man. They're on a mission this year. Watch out. Uh, my only concern is, is hopefully Rutgers can keep the game kind of close, at least within two touchdowns or so, uh, you know, so uh, Ohio state has to keep their foot on the gas and keep on passing in the second half. But I think Olave is in store for another big game. Uh, I'll, I'll pay up 7.1 K for my top receiver, Chris Olave. I like it. I like that play. Uh, so that's two down. You got what? Two more left. I got my wide receiver in the flex. So my third wide receiver is uh, the big tight end from College Station, Jalen Weidermeyer. He's uh, on. I think he's I pronounced he, that right. He, yeah, he's on mine, and and at forty six hundred, it's, it's a no brainer because they're the one of their top wideouts is out for the year. He went out in that Florida game in that game winning touchdown that he had. Weidermeyer's uh, the favorite target of Mond, so so I completely love this play. I think he's undervalued. And if, if A&M puts it in the exactly. air, it's going to go to him. Leads the Aggies in catches. He's coming off a game where he went six catches, 92 yards in two touchdowns. He is, like you mentioned, quickly becoming or already is the favorite target for Kellen Mond. I like the price. Yeah, Weidermeyer is my third wide out. My flex spot. All right. I only had 3.2K left. So this is a bit of a punt. I can't build this guy up too much. Uh, so I'm going to Rutgers. His name is Aaron Crookshank. <laughs> First off, that's a great last name. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, when you only have 3.2K left, the cheapest person or the cheapest, you know, where you're going to find is, is three grand even. So 3.2K, yeah, it's tough to find anybody with any kind of talent or, or, or upside here, but Crookshank is at least a starter for Rutgers. Um, he caught four balls against Michigan state, three balls against Indiana. So, so Hey, you know, catch a couple passes for me. You know, you, that'd be great if you could get 40 or 50 yards or something. Rutgers is going to be down to uh, Ohio state. So, you know, they will have to pass the ball. That's about all I can say for this guy. It's a bit of a punt. I only had 3.2 K. Give me Crook Shank. He's going to shank your ass. I like that name. Um, 
And, and wait, do you, you still have one more wideout, or is that all of them? No, that was my flex. So uh, you already, and, and you already mentioned your flex who was Isaiah Spiller, right? Yes, exactly. So now I got to get to my wideouts. And if you check your text messages, I am sending you something that's just great here. Um, I am going to take you to now, now the wideout position. I think there's a lot of value for this week. Pac-12 hasn't played a game. Um, and I think UCLA's defense is trash. Just, you know, I think there's opportunity here. Did you see that text message I sent you, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? that I, oh, sent, I know who he is, but I, what's the point? I sent NC Nick a text of a former Green Bay Packer and Washington Redskin, and I think he might even play the year on the Detroit Lions. Walter Stanley, uh, classic wide receiver, uh, played in the NFL probably for like a decade. Uh, his son is Dimitri Stanley, the starting wide receiver of Colorado. 4,400 points. I am going to, I'm going to go with both buff wide receivers. I think there's yardage to be had in this game. Wow. You got a lot of eggs in this one basket. I mean, it's a good basket to have eggs in, but uh, wow. Doubling down with the Buffalo receivers, a double stack with the quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, it's going to be 70 degrees too. I saw that. So unfortunately, unfortunately, if the game was played 24 hours later as a Colorado fan, the game would be in snow, but it's 70 degrees. And then the next day is like 30 degrees, but uh, it should be fine. And uh, I think there's yardage and well, I'm just going to milk the position. I know Colorado is really good at, and that's at wide receiver. If Colorado has any sense in this game, it's that, Hey, our advantage is our wideouts. So let's get them the ball. Stanley and Nixon. They have a couple, they even have a couple more receivers out. They have LaVisca Chenault's younger brother actually on that roster too. Um, I expect them to, uh, to put up a big day. Even if, even if they lose, even if they lose, I still expect Colorado to score at least like 30, you know what I mean? So I think they'll have enough yardage there to, uh, to, to, I mean, especially, I think they're undervalued Nixon, especially Nixon's a proven beast. But Stanley is a guy that came on late last year. Son of Walter Stanley played in the NFL. Good pedigree. And uh, yeah, at 4,400, it's a bargain play. And it gives me my opportunity on my super flex to go heavy on Justin Fields. 9,500 playing Rutgers. It's in Columbus. I understand he might not play the fourth quarter. I'm going to keep playing this angle. I think Fields tears off Rutgers. Give me Justin Fields at 9,500. I got the same guy, man. Yeah. You know, on a slate where I didn't love the quarterbacks, I don't think there's a ton of quarterback options. Uh, yeah. I wanted to save up money for, you know, a sure thing, rock solid, Justin Fields, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation on you know, one of the best offenses. I'm right there with you, man. We had some similarities here. We had what, what, what one of the same running backs, two of the same receivers, the same super flex. Wow. Geez. We're, uh, you know, we don't discuss these beforehand. So interesting, but you went away from my guy, Neuer. You're going to pay for that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so do, do, do you expect Neuer to have a better game than Davis mills? Oh, well, I, I tell you this. I trust the shittiness of UCLA's defense. Like Oregon, Oregon has three, three guys in their secondary. They're going to be in the NFL. Sure. They're out. They have one guy that opted back in. That's going to be a first round draft pick apparently, but I still think they have elite players. And I love that defensive coordinator. He came over. I'm struggling to think of his name right now, but he came over from Boise state, did great things at Boise state. So I think 
I, I would, even though Mills is clearly the better quarterback than Neuer thus far, because Mills has started like 20 more games. I still trust the guy going up against UCLA's defense more than more than someone playing at Autzen against a, a secondary that I think is going to be good regardless of who's back there. All right, here's our side bet. I'm thirsty, damn it. I want to win another bottle of bourbon from you. Our side bet is who has more fantasy points. Your guy, Moyer. Moyer, right? Neuer. Neuer. Yeah. Neuer. Hoyer. Yeah. Br- Brian Hoyer. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Hoying? Uh no, no. Uh Sam Neuer at Colorado. He'll get it done. Yeah, all right. Sam Neuer versus Davis Mills. Straight up, I mean, they're only a hundred dollars different price tag. So I think that's a fair bet. Loser owes the other a bottle of bourbon. Done, By the way, done you, haven't, you haven't paid up yet. You haven't paid up yet. Well, so I said I wanted a mate. Maybe you heard about this thing where you send a bottle of bur- a bottle of booze uh, over state lines. It's a federal crime, buddy. Is it? It is. That's not a case. It's I, not a. It's not a what do you mean? It's I got a pound of marijuana or a bag of pills. <laughs> I tried to send how mommy a bottle of bourbon and I could not do this. Over well, state lines. I, I heard I couldn't from, do it. from your other podcast, you got an alcohol dealer. So why don't you <laughs> see if he has a, a counterpart in North Carolina but and uh, my al- I want that bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> my alcohol dealer resides in Venice beach and I'm sure I look, he drives by and he gives it to me in a brown bag. I don't know that he knows about mail. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's double or nothing. Another bottle of bourbon. I said uh, uh, Woodford Reserve will do just fine. No, no, so, no. Uh, I want you to try. Right, I, like I, I want you to try Blanton's. Big fan of Blanton's whiskey here. You haven't had that yet. It's hard to find. Look, it's kind of like no, it's, it's hard like- to get. It's kind of like a smoking hot chick, hard to find, you know, like the perfect chick, not just a smoking hot chick. Cause they're everywhere, but I'm saying like, you know, one that's yeah, actually that beach. <laughs> yeah. One that's actually going to sit down and watch the Wyoming Colorado state game with you. You know what I mean? And I, that, yeah, I want to find a sm- smoking hot babe who plays college football at DFS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if that happens, find, we, find we, me that. if that happens, we both need to send her a bottle of bourbon. All right. Um, but yes. Okay. This is our DFS picks guys, please. We're going to put this up on, uh, on Twitter and also sports Check out NC Nick's writing. Uh, he's also on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at D Colby D guys. And, uh, one of the things I would ask that you guys do of us are for us as a solid, we don't charge you for our picks because we're not only doing DFS picks. We also pick every single division one college football, college basketball game Been doing it for three years. Plus, um, we never charge you guys. I never want to be the, that guy. I've, I've been out in, in Vegas. I've been even here in LA and I've had people c- hit me up from Vegas saying, Hey, you should sell your picks. You hit at a decent rate, bro. You, you, we could sell your picks. We could make you a lot of money. And I say, you know what? No, I don't care. I'm not, I mean, look, I need to make money enough to live, but I, I don't believe in being one of those fucking guys that me, me and NC Nick, you know, he's my brother. We grew up and I remember a time before ESPN, really had their shit together from a financial standpoint. They weren't owned by Disney where you would turn on ESPN at like eight in the morning and it was still paid programming and the paid program would be like some traditionally Jersey Guido guy with slick back hair saying, call 1-800 stands picks. I got the best play for you. Ole Miss plus 14 
This is what you do. Call one in hundred stands picks. See, I never want to be that guy. All right. So all I ask is that you go to iTunes and you give us a five-star review. All right. Because that's essentially how we get paid. Our sponsors look at the reviews. They say, Hey, people like these fucking idiots. I don't know why, because every time I listen, they sound like fucking idiots, but they know their shit. So, Hey, here's a bunch of money for us to talk about college football games and DFS picks and, 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 and God knows what else. Apparently just one of the guys that the eighties movie, um, but if you could really do that, I'd appreciate it. And if you did that, take a screenshot and, uh, and, and tag me at the Colby D on Twitter. And uh, I'll enter you in a raffle to get some college experience gear or some sports gambling podcast gear. And I'll put it like this. It might take some time, but I'll get you gear. All right. It might take some time, but I will get you gear. So please, if you can do that, I would appreciate it. Patty C who's also a guy that we grew up with who's a co-host on our show makes picks with us. He's available on Twitter at Patty C. Eight three one. We are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They're on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give them a follow. Check out their NFL picks. They've had some some. I mean, Sean stacking the money green made two hundred k picking NFL games. Had Bill Burr on before he did the Saturday Saturday Night Live thing. So check us out. Fantastic stuff. And uh, yeah, this is the college experience DFS style. NC Nick uh, with his Davis Mills against my Sam Neuer. Bottle of bourbon on the line. Make sure you join in and play with us. There'll be more side bets, perhaps like this. And, uh, and yeah, play some DFS with us. Check out the Twitter, check it out. Just, I mean, sign up. Come on. It's like five bucks. We two bucks, three bucks. Come play against us. Come play against us. I, you know, we'll, we'll talk shit. It'll be fun. All right. Throw it around in the old backyard. <laughs> anyway, this is the college experience DFS style. You better start thinking about yours and we out.